welcome to the second edition of the podcast where role players role play stuff inside the player's studio with usually our main host, uh, Birdman, the bogus Birdman, that is. I'm going to be taking point on this one because we have an actual, we actually have a special guest for this one that uh, requires me to take point. Uh, Birdman is actually going to be our guest for this evening. And what this podcast is, for those who didn't listen to the first episode because they want to hear my boring voice, what this is, is it's it's a podcast examining the fine art of RPGing, which is basically pretending to be comic book characters. Yeah. we There are people who do that. And we're a couple of them, so let's get right into it. Uh, you have been in many fun RPGs over the years. Yes, so many I've lost count, actually. Yeah. Um, you've... You're actually, like, the most frequent poster of the RPG section, I would yes, say. Yes, and I guess that's... I guess that's something to be proud of. Yeah. I don't know. I guess if you're going to have a weird hobby, at least be Proactive the best at it. Or, if not be the best, be the most active. Yeah. So, I, I prefer um, quantity over quality. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're always on people's... Uh, it was on people's butts to post. I just like annoying people. Yeah, yeah, you you do like that too. It's funny. I, I think it's your southern genes. Like it just stems. There's out always that. yeah. There's something in my genetic code. I have to crack a whip. Yeah, you, some you, sort of whip. Because you lost the civil war, you 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 have to spite everyone else. I'm taking it out on all you sons of bitches. Exactly. But um, you've actually uh, you you've not only played in the RPGs, you've you've uh become Game Master of a couple of them. And Game Master is basically the guy who runs everything. He sets up the threads. He uh, he approves... He has some role in approving all the applications of who plays who and, and what forth. Um, and you've done that to some... I would say some success, you know? Yeah, I, I guess. I, I'd say that it's successful. But the success is really only... Um, Depended on the players you have in your game. Yeah. Which is just, it was basically your thinly veiled way of saying, you know, post you, you lazy. Exactly, you sons of bitches. I can't keep this house of cards up by myself. <laughs> exactly. Uh, someone, Without you, it tumbles. Some, someone has to go down with the ship. Exactly. And it's not going to be me. <laughs> It'll be that dirty Mexican. <laughs> you you know who you are. But yeah, you've, you've played like a laundry list of characters like you've it's really easier to say who you haven't played compared to who <laughs> you have but um yeah you've played characters ranging from uh superman to uh i think you've even played the hulk for a couple posts um i don't know i applied once but i don't think i ever got any what well, now actually now i think about yeah i did in um the old ultimate marvel games yeah, um, I you, played Hulk there barely. Yeah, you've had a couple runs on Captain America. You've, Off and on. Yeah, you've you um for the last couple of seasons of the DC RPG, you actually got to play Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, a role I fought for a long time and and I dole for me. Yes. Hey, hey, hey! I, don't 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 hate the player, hate the game. 
I, I, okay, okay. I was, I was been more active. I was losing my head there for a second. You're right. You're right. It's, it's, it's not. I mean, you just, you were holding everybody back. Like three of us, you were holding us back. We had to wait on you for two months. So hey, don't, don't be hating. Be appreciating. Yeah, yeah. You still suck. Fuck you. Yeah, you've also played uh, characters like you played the Flash in the Ultimate DC RPG. You mm-hmm. played. Gosh, you've. I mean, you really got around. I told you I'm, I'm a uh, role playing slit, a character slit. Okay, you've had a couple of prolific runs, I would say, with a couple characters. Um, it's hard to pick out one just because you played so many. But you said one of your favorite characters to play is uh, actually. Edward Nigma from the Ultimate DC RPG, which you played for three straight seasons. You recently uh, ended your run, so you did mm-hmm. a complete run of that character. Um, and Edward Nigma, for those who are uninitiated, are, is the alter ego of the Riddler, who you actually didn't turn him into. Like you, nah. you made a point to where you didn't want to make Edward Nigma into the Riddler. You wanted to make him into almost an existential version of the Riddler. Like, he's he's a detective in the in the RPG, but at the same time he's, he's like, he's almost, he's hard to read as a as a person, so you made him you always called him uh, the human riddle which which I always I always liked. Um, yep. Could you explain to me, like, just a little bit about, like, what what about that character, like what, first of all, what drew you to that character? What idea, like, drew you to him? Well, I think the original idea. Like, first off, let me get out of the way. The, the original idea for Edward Digma wasn't mine. It was uh, Gallagher. He had applied like, uh, like it was like the first month of the new Ultimate DC. He applied for this character. It was Edward Nigma and he was turned. He made him into a police detective, mm-hmm. and you approved him, but he never did anything with him. And so I remember one day it was it was actually on a Sunday and I was thinking you know I think I had like an extra character spot I could have played and I was looking through the um, out of character thread and I seen the app and I was like hmm you know yeah. I've been wanting to play someone involved in Gotham and especially like a Batman villain I've never really played a Batman villain for any amount of time and I was like. Hmm. He's a detective. I always like, you know, playing detectives. At this point, I'd been playing Gordon for a good while in um, one universe. So I said, I'll, I'll give it a shot, see what happens. And so, you know, I applied and I had this, just the basic idea was that he was going to be a, uh, on the surface, he appeared to be a corrupt cop, you know, involved with the, uh, the mobs in Ultimate Gotham, but. Yeah, and also a, a thing to establish is that in this version of Gotham City, uh, Commissioner Gordon is corrupt as well. Like he's yeah. he's almost like the worst in Gotham. So, like your character was basically kind of like his lapdog for a while. Yeah, yeah, and he was part of the major crimes unit. And but the thing was though that you know he was pretending to be a corrupt officer. He was undercover. I guess you talk. Call it undercover. He was, you know, he was getting all this evidence on the mob, and that was my original idea. And then it just it became so much more as time went on. And I just I don't I don't really know 
when I started thinking about all this stuff, just the, to have him descend, you know, his descent into madness. But yeah, I just I just ran with it like I'm want to do with a lot of different stuff, and it actually worked out pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you you took this character like you took him from one place, and then he ended up evolving into like a completely different place. Like when you started out, he was kind of like sort of he was kind of the detective that was kind of. I would say he was a nosy detective, but he wasn't really a. He wasn't really, like mentally unhinged or anything. Mm-hmm. And it actually came up like because I was playing Batman, in the RPG. Uh, you actually wanted to, like, forge an alliance between the two of them. Yeah. And because... I and I agreed to that because, I figured you know, since Gordon is corrupt in this, he Batman needs a li- uh, liaison in the Gotham City Police Department, and you know, Enigma seemed like a good fit. Yeah. Which ended up backfiring like big in a uh, season two arc. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was uh that was that was a lot of fun right there. The uh the fight, you know, between them two, even though they didn't necessarily trade blows physically. It was more like, you know, them going up against each other in a certain kind uh, of a cat sense. and mouse game, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. But um yeah, uh and you I also just... you also uh, went through a couple of mysteries like oh you, yeah yeah like a mis like not so much procedural arcs but mm-hmm. sort of uh you actually had him like solve a couple of cases yeah what I originally you know I know the the big one uh, we talked about it on your thing was the uh, holiday case mm-hmm. the um eight nine month storyline you know I, I was actually kind of. I say I was a little disappointed in that just because when I originally thought out the idea, I wanted it to be involved with more people. You know, it just turned into a big solo art mm. with, you know, I had, I was playing Digma and an NPC, Big Sage, but I, like I said, I was a little dis. That's the only thing that really disappointed me in that I wasn't able to get more people involved. In, you know, you, you had a little hand in it as Batman, but... No one else really. I mean, they acknowledged and stuff, but there was never really. It wasn't turned into a big thing like it was, like the Long Halloween was, and the comic books were. Mm-hmm. All the characters are involved in it one way or another. So but, what what you're essentially saying is, screw you, everyone in the Ultimate DC RPG. Exactly. The hell with you. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, for all intents and purposes, that art ended up being really good. Like. Yeah, I think that. Once I had that idea, I'd, I'd had an idea to do Ultimate Holiday Art like back during the first DC the Ultimate DC RPG. Because I remember, I think I come to you. It was like right before Halloween. I was like, "Hey, you want to try to do this?" You're like, "Well, I don't see how we could work it." You know? Yeah. Because like, well, there really wasn't like any characters that could yeah do that. Because so much of that arc had been dependent on the mob, mm-hmm. and you had played the Creeper in the first season. <laughs> yeah, I forgot killed, about that. And you killed off, like, most of the mob. In, like, well, I, yeah, he killed, like, he shot uh, Carmine Falcone in the head, and then he burned uh, Salvatore Moroni alive. That's not one of my more prouder moments, I'd say. <laughs> it, was a, it was a funny read, but just for the... I was a noob. Just for the sheer insanity of it. Yeah, but... um. Yeah, uh, I got another chance, and I, I I think I managed to turn in something decent. I think one of the reasons, 
one of my influences actually I had the idea I, I just had the idea I was gonna do holiday I had no idea who the killer was or like what it was involved with until I say I mean not until after I started because I remember it was I remember when I came up with the idea of who the killer was gonna be it was like uh, the day before Thanksgiving because I had been somewhere and I was driving back home and I was just driving and I was kind of just thinking about the story. Like, all right, who should be the bad guy and why? And then all of a sudden just clicked in my head. I was like, there it is. I know what it is. And like I said, this was the like the day that I had posted the first killing. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I spent the rest of the, what, eight, nine months having these characters and all this doubt thrown, all these red herrings and, I'd like to think the payoff was worth it. Yeah, it was because I I was like following it on, along uh, yeah, pretty regularly because you dealt with offered, a lot of Gotham characters. So. Yeah, I know I'd offered to tell you who the killer was like in advance. Yeah, but I I didn't want to know. Like I actually I actually did want to figure it out. And when it was eventually revealed, it took me by surprise because I I didn't think it was. I had no suspicion at all whatsoever. Yeah, of who it was. So. It's like but, you, you do a really good job of like setting up a mystery and then doing the mystery with sort of this really big ambiguity of who was committing it. Yeah. Uh, and I think, like I said, uh, up until the idea of how I was going to do it, I'd been reading a lot of uh, L.A. Confidential. And I, I want to say I didn't really rip it off. I know I didn't rip it off, but I was sort of inspired by by the uh, just the tone of the book. It just some of the more some of the plot points in the book, and that sort of contributed to lightning. I took um, a little bit of like real life stuff, like uh, with the Zodiac. I tried to ingrain like real life serial killers into the actual story, like some of the stuff that I'd read about them. Yeah. And so uh, I think that helped a lot to I wouldn't say make it better, but just just add a new element to it, and to whereas like. It was it just I think it helped separate it some from the uh, comic book version of the story. Mm-hmm. And um, you also did another mystery, the uh, socialite Kate Kane mm-hmm. from the Who's Batwoman in the comic books, but she's not in this universe. Well, actually, it was uh, Betty Kane. Yeah, it was Betty Kane who was killed. Uh, yeah, Kate, Kate Kane was a big part of the mystery. Yeah, and you had Enigma investigating that. Like sort of a Black Dolly inspired yeah. mystery. That's something I, I really like. If I had continued with them, I was going to try to do more cases that had bases in real life because there was something I wanted to do, but I never got around to doing it because I just ended the, my story. But it was the stuff with Jeffrey Dahmer. I thought about having like this cannibal strike the city, you know, mm-hmm. killing people and eating them or eating parts of them and having to investigate it, it's just something that I found kind of fascinating about, like, what would, what, of all the screwed up things that you can do, what would make someone want to eat somebody? Yeah. And I was going to just go into that, and I had a potential bad guy picked out, but, you know, I never got really around to it, and that's something I'm still maybe like to do with another character down the line. Yeah. Yeah, I also, I also kind of, you told me about it, and I also, like, I also kind of like wanted to flesh it out because I think it would pun make it like a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pun intended. Because um, I think it would make a really good adversary for Batman. But but yeah, we'll 
we'll discuss that another time. You also and up leading up to all this, like mm-hmm. you you had okay, you had Enigma as the detective, but you also had him like really like declining like in his mental health. Like he, he got like really like almost sick, to be honest. Like he got to be a really sick guy. And uh So what if he if he stalks an underage girl? What's 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 the problem? Yeah, he actually, uh, he actually like developed this unhealthy like infatuation with Barbara Gordon, yeah, who, who was still a teenager at the time, which you know, kind of a red flag as far as you're concerned. But, what I'm, I'm not going to judge. Well, that's something that kind of interesting. I think you asked me about like where I get all the screwed up stuff from, and I kind of feel like some of the messed up things he says does. I want to say that I put a little bit of myself into that. Maybe to a certain extent, not so much that you know I want to do those things, but like you know, we everybody has like dark thoughts. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just I, like, I get what you mean. Like, what would you do if you could do something and you had the power and the authority to get away with it? Yeah. How far would you go to protect yourself and like your way of life? Yeah, which was essentially what you were doing with Enigma, because yeah. every time like something would threaten. To break him down, you would have him commit like this act so heinous just to protect himself. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. In his mind, he was always a good guy. Yeah, he was the hero of his own story. Yeah, and you told it in a first-person perspective, so it was really fascinating because you would you would delve into his mindset a little bit every time. Yeah. And um, he ended up becoming. Uh, he actually ended up resurrecting a title in the Gotham PD uh, Inspector, Lieutenant Inspector. Well, just inspector. Well, he was, a, inspector, he was I guess a lieutenant. I would say. Yeah, at first, yeah. But then it all it all came crashing down at, in this third season. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that I had the thought of how to end it, like way in advance. Mm-hmm. And because you know, you told me, you know, I told you how I wanted it in because I feel like most people, you know. In the morally gray world that it is, like bad people are rewarded, good people don't necessarily get what they deserve. And I felt like, even though my, you know, maybe necessarily the idea wouldn't be, you know, Batman hauling him to prison and all this stuff, but he had to pay some kind of way mm-hmm. for all this stuff he did, all these people he killed and covered up. And I just felt like for him to die. Or go to prison would be, I wouldn't say cliche, but it's something you'd expect. Yeah. And you yourself told me that you expected one of those two. Yeah, I, I actually did because you wanted you made it clear that you wanted to end it in a finite way, mm-hmm. like because you had done so much with this character, like you you devoted like tons of yourself into this character, like like you put so much development into it, like you actually got an award for it. This past uh this past week yeah oh actually that's actually i've gotten two awards in a row but yeah. who's counting who's counting yeah exactly besides I, me i don't want to give you too much credit um yes i feed on it uh but yeah you've you've done like tons of development and you wanted to do it in a way where you know someone some newbie couldn't come up and say uh i'm gonna make him the riddler and it's just well, undo everything you you had done like like well, easily I would say. Yeah, that's why I, I don't really want to say I put somebody in a corner, 
but there might be a way that you could write yourself out of if you were good and dedicated to doing it. You know, not just yeah, have this, just sort of your way of like testing the waters to see if there was a good successor, and r- rather than someone who would just come in post twice, undo everything you had done, and then yeah. leave. Like you, you didn't want to see that happen. Yeah. Um, but I think one of my info, like, I guess, should I say how it ends? I mean, I figure um, at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's the arc's been over for a while, so I guess okay. uh, spoilers if you haven't read the Ultimate DC. Yeah, season. but pretty much, I think if you're not going to read it, if you haven't read it now, you're not going to read it, so it don't matter. But uh, yeah, like after trying to play. Gotham Police Department and the FBI, the U.S. attorneys, to give him immunity for all he's done for testifying against Jim Gordon and being like the star witness. Uh, he leaves something out of his confession, some horrible act he did, and he's he's caught, and so his immunity is revoked, and they're charging him with every single thing he confessed to, and so he's looking at. Easily, life in jail, you know, admitting to killing at least four people, uh, helping dispose of a body. And so the FBI comes for him. And so instead of being a man and going to face his time, he tries to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Tries to shoot himself in the head. Shoots, you know, sticks a gun in his mouth and just pew. But the it problem doesn't kill is, him. It doesn't kill him, but it messes him up. It severs his. I forgot what it's called, the frontal lobe. I looked it up. And so it essentially lobotomizes him. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> all his higher brain functions are gone, and he's forever doomed to sit in a mental institution just drooling for the rest of his life. And I I, I guess it, I'd call it poetic. Yeah, because he, or lost ironic. His, he lost the thing most precious to him, which was his intellect. Mm-hmm. And I felt like... What kind of gave me the inspiration for that was uh, the uh, shield, the way the shield ends. Because, you know, after seven seasons of seeing this big Mackie character go through and abuse the system, he receives his punishment. And it's not something you'd expect, but it's so fitting for him that, you know, he deserves it. And he deserves a lot worse, but for him to be where he is at the end of the series makes sense. And it, it works incredibly well, and that was sort of my thinking when I come up with the idea for him to be uh, in a mental institution for the rest of his life, yeah. unable to remember who he is, where he is, or to do anything. Yeah, so I would I would say that you ended up on a pretty fitting note. Okay, well, I'd say Edward Nigma was your pretty much one of your prolific characters, so... Prolific, um, I like that word. Yeah. He's your biggest character of recent history, so we'll we'll leave it at that as far as that character goes. So he's omitted from the next few questions because we talked about him so much. Um, All right, fair enough. I'm going to go into your base questions that you would ask anyone else. That's um, my, my famous base questions. Exactly. If heaven exists, what, what would God say to you at the pearly gates? You're in the wrong place, motherfucker. <laughs> no, that's, that's not actual question but um okay what's the favorite character besides enigma that you've ever played i don't know it's there's a lot of i mean i've played a lot of people so let's just combing through the list but i'd say i have a few like right now 
I've really enjoyed over the past few years playing the ultimate version of the Flash. Yeah. Uh, Which you you've kind of turned into. He's not so much a. He's not so much a like a grown up as a, as he is like he's really like the a teenage superhero. Mm-hmm. Like he's not Kid Flash. He is the Flash, but he. Yeah, I think was it you or someone mentioned that he's very Spider Man esque. I think you you were actually the first to point that out. And I kind of had that idea in mind that you know he's sort of a young, uh, wisecracking kid who just Happens he just super I mean. He yeah he has he he's a superhero and he has fun at it. I mean, he's not dark or brooding or he's not obsessed with someone's death yeah. or avenging anybody. He just he loves comic books. He loves superheroes and yeah he's I mean he's also like he's immature. He's awkward. He's he's like all of us were at, exactly. And I feel like you know we mentioned uh, on the last show how the question was like us if we were a su- if we became superheroes. I feel like. The Flash would be me or you or someone else if a bolt of lightning hit us and we didn't die. We got superpowers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you you said you had a, a couple of others. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, also, ultimate question because I like one of the things I like to do is there's a lot of characters. Like you know, I'm fine with playing you know serious brooding guys every now and then, but. I don't think it's it's more enjoyable for me if I can interject a little comedy mm-hmm. so, somewhere. If whether it's you know quips and stuff, or just a guy like the question who's almost comically bad at what he does, <laughs> that uh, it just makes it so much fun for me. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he, he even has a catchphrase, which is uh, "I'm not Rorschach." I'm not Rorschach. Exactly. Which is, yeah, which is pretty cool. Um. Also, another ultimate DC, I guess, would be Rick Flagg and the Suicide Squad. I've been enjoying playing them mm-hmm. a lot, uh, just to get more, sort of my military non-superhero fix with yeah, them. because that's another thing with you. You like the military. Well, not just military, but yeah, I like... It seems like military and spies and the cops and detectives there seem to be like... Recently, over the past few years, it seems like I've been gravitating more towards them mm-hmm. than the, like more of the traditional superheroes. But um, there's Rick Flag and Suicide Squad, and another, I guess, military character is I enjoyed playing the heck out of them when when I when the game was still going on. But you know, from the pages of I loved playing uh, Hannibal Smith in the A Team, mm-hmm. just just to have that fun, you know, trying to recapture the magic of the show. And even in the movie, I know some people didn't like the movie, but the movie was good, and I liked the movie, and I've always been a fan of the A-Team. I just had so much fun. That one um, story arc I did with uh, Weege, where it was uh, Chuck, the folks from Chuck, and the A-Team, they teamed up to uh, rescue James Bond from Dr. No. That was probably <laughs> one of one of my favorite crossovers. I mean, just just try to picture that in of itself. It's insane. Yeah, we had like face uh, flirting with uh, the girl from Chuck, while uh, um, Hannibal and Casey bickered and argued, and Murdoch annoyed everybody, and then James Bond came in and started flirting with her as well, and it was just it was just a lot of fun to throw all that stuff in in together and just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. But let's see, I'm trying to think. Uh, right now, 
I'm also enjoying playing Batman in one universe. Yeah, the, you, the one universe. Yeah, that one actually kind of uh, intrigues me because you also played him in another RPG, but you always, you always kind of felt like you always kind of expressed it to me like it almost seemed like you were inhibited. You said to yourself that you wanted to play Nightwing. Yeah. More than you kind of wanted to play Batman. Well, why do you why do you think that is? Well, I think with that RPG, what it was was that all the history with Batman and the way this Batman was, you know, when I picked him up, it was the seventh, eighth season of like a, of a nine yeah. season or yeah, it was seventh season in of a nine season RPG, and uh, I felt like you know so much stuff had come before. He had all this baggage, and I, I mean, and. Plus, at that point, the game was kind of starting to go down, and I mean, I had ideas, story ideas, stuff that I'm hoping to incorporate in that other Batman, but I don't know, just, I I don't really know exactly what it was, but so far I've been enjoying playing Batman in the new one universe than I have in the DC RPG, but it's not to say I didn't love playing Batman in that game, just that was the first time I ever got to do it, so... Uh, I still enjoyed it, but maybe it's just the fact that I'm able to mingle with the Marvel characters. Like, I'm doing the story right now uh, with the Punisher. Yeah. That's ongoing, and it just seems like that's just a natural fit mm-hmm. to uh, to have those two characters meeting butt heads. Yeah, that, that's been a really good arc so far. You, you guys have been doing a good job. I'm trying to think if there's one more that I could mention, like a character. Well, let me mention a few of your characters, and you can, like, like I, I mentioned a few of your characters, and you tell me what your yeah. first thought of them is. Um, Sherlock Holmes. Which one? Uh, the one from in the pages of. Well, I know, but I played like play from the original from the pages of, right? Actually, let's go for the newer one because the original was kind of a, like, what was his deal? He was. He was immortal. Yeah. Like I had made it, like you know, he it's like in the like in the late 1800s, he had hooked up with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and like around the turn of a century, similar to what Alan Moore did, in later uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, he took a dip in the Fountain of Youth, and like he's been out through, he's been living through as a detective in different time periods and doing different stuff. Like uh, like I had him, like he was like um. One story I wanted to do was a flashback to him, like in the 30s, him and Dick Tracy are working together, and I just had all these different aliases of famous detectives like Philip Marlowe and Sam Spade, and he was Charlie Cruz in uh, the character from Life, the yeah, TV the... show, mm-hmm. and uh, he was just immortal, and that was fun. Uh, and the but the newer one, I based that one on the uh, Sherlock TV show. Yeah, the BBC series. Yeah, and I was having fun with that, and I know the game sort of went on hold because there's only three of us playing. But uh, I wish that game wouldn't make a return because I enjoyed playing him, and now with the second season of Sherlock Holmes, I have a little more motivation to play him. But I think I have actually a Sherlock story I wanted to do that maybe I can apply to Batman, so I think it might work out. Okay, and uh, one uh, one more uh, Daredevil. You played him in a couple RPGs. Yeah, I enjoyed playing him in the Heroes vs. Villains. One of the things I, I liked about playing him so much was uh, just like I played in first person. Mm-hmm. And 
one of the tricks I think playing first person is we and this is a blind guy, so like I would have him describe stuff like like fighting and stuff, mm-hmm. and I would use every other sense to describe what he was doing except sight. Mm-hmm. Like you know he he was taking on like sixteen guys. Like I think that was one of my favorite ones. It was like a fight scene where he took on like six soldiers, and uh, like you know he knew that he knocked this guy out just based on because he heard like he could hear his. Uh, jaw pop snap or whatever and like one of them he, he could tell he was sweating more he could smell the sweat and all this stuff and i had fun with that one and and uh the old one universe um th- that was funny because it was part of a uh, storyline it was the tail end of kaiser sozi's big harvey dent epic epic storyline and he like we'd set it up that uh, matt murdoch and harvey dent were at law school together and they were friends and so when harvey dent got scarred daredevil came to gotham and searched for moroni at the same time gordon was searching for him and i just had a lot of fun interacting with so's and also doing some stuff with uh, i was playing gordon at the time and playing and interacting with them together and i ended that season with like it ends he's like running on rooftops and he hears something like whizzing towards him, he can't tell what it is. His radar sense is having trouble picking it up, mm-hmm. and then out of, out of the blue, it comes up. It's a Green Lantern ring, and yep. you know he has the ability to overcome great fear. You know, and then that's how I ended it. Mm-hmm. And I picked up with him as a Green Lantern, and they kind of faded because the guys we were involved in they kind of didn't really. One of them kind of left, and it was the other two of us were left holding holding the story, and we kind of lost our zeal for it so it just faded away but that was something i wanted to see some more of i'd like to do, revisit that maybe later in the in the actual now that we have a new one universe game mm-hmm. yeah okay so those are the characters you, you like playing yeah there's uh, some of them mm-hmm. I, I would say i mean do you do you want to like do a quick shout out to any of them some others that we didn't mention uh, I maybe touch briefly on uh, my time as Deathstroke in the World of Heroes when yeah. we did the Dark Alliance arc. Mm-hmm. Just how, I mean, I don't play heroes much, uh, villains much. And that was one of the few times that I played it and I had fun with it, even though I, I think I did some questionable stuff. Maybe, uh, maybe I took it just a little too far with the uh, evilness, uh, but... I still had fun in that finale where he, you know, after all the cause and all this pain and suffering, he finally gets what's coming to him, mm-hmm. courtesy of the Green Arrow family. I thought that was probably one of the best story arcs I've had the pleasure in doing. And I guess I'd mention him, and that's all the ones I could think of. Uh, well, that I'd like to, that I'd care to mention. Well, there's there is one more that I I kind of forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain America. Your the, yeah. your mini takes of Captain America. Yeah, I always see that's the thing that I always love playing Captain America. But I think maybe like if I played him now, I'd probably be able to play him a lot better because when I played him, I was still trying to. I mean, it took me a while to learn some of the stories, you know, to get become a better writer. And I always felt like with Captain America, I was lost if I didn't have like some big epic or some big battle to fight. It was the feeling the time in between that I always sucked with him just finding filler but uh 
I always love playing them in the in the moments where like you know there are always these big battles and stuff and I think I'd always like to maybe give them another chance mm-hmm. uh, and take on like take on some like some story ideas but I don't know I think I've had my time so I'm not gonna be greedy and want to play a character every time he comes available like uh certain people who will remain nameless <laughs> you um uh, yeah 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 I uh, whatever whatever okay we should probably move on because we've been on that character thing for a while favorite favorite players to work with what are well, the, some of the people that you like to okay let's say first off I guess I gotta mention because I don't think of one person I had to give a shout out to the one person who I mean you know I know of course who I'm gonna say the one person I've worked with the best, uh, best got along with the best, and such a great role player that it's almost effortless to work with him. And that would be have to be Johnny Blaze. Yeah, not you, but Johnny Blaze. Yeah, I actually expected uh, you to say like Soz or somebody. Yeah, um, but nah, seriously though, uh, you, it's always fun to work with you, even though sometimes it's like pulling teeth. Yeah, but I think like I've always said like. When it comes to you posting, or your lack thereof, it's almost like I compare like our styles. They're completely different. Like, like I'm like a like a Big Mac you get at McDonald's. You know, you get it quick, you get it fast, and it maybe not necessarily it might not be that great or that feeling, but it does the job. Whereas with you, you're like a filet mignon. You have to wait hours and hours for it to be done. But once it's done. It's perfect and it's good and it's like the best thing you ever had and that's how you kind of are, you know. Well, well, I, I thank you for that. Um, I think that doesn't mean doesn't mean it's not painful I, to wait. You, 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 you said enough about that. Um, what about some other people? Um, all right, let's see. There's you, Kaiser Soze. I love working with him. The times we've worked together, Eddie Brock. He's he was always good. I wish he'd come back because he always. Like I said, you always were good. He was good as well. He was good and fast, so I always appreciate those those two traits working together. Yeah. In addition to those two, uh, I'm trying to think. Twilight and I, we always, I've always had I had fun with her. The back and forths between Green Arrow and Black Canary, those are always entertaining to read. I think we worked out some of our hostilities towards each other. Yeah. In, in in those posts, but uh, yeah, with with her, you know, being a woman and you being yeah. a man, all those hostilities. Yeah, uh, I mentioned John Blaze, but he was always good to work with. He was a lot, a lot like, like I said, Eddie Brock. He he was very laid back. He rolled with the flow, and like, hey, you know, I suggest when we do this. All right, let's do it. All right, and then yeah. we do it. And um, also, I'm trying to think of some more folks that. I work with uh, Ouija Bo. He's always good to work with. MST 3K. He's nah. He's dependable. You know, you like we like actually today we've been going back and forth in Ultimate DC mm-hmm. quite a few times today. You know, and I can always depend on him. Bounce is always a good. I know you mentioned in the last episode you want to work with him, and he's yeah. I always I had fun with him as Damien when I was Batman. Uh, we had a great rapport, and also when um, we did the little Superboy and Flash team up yeah. in Ultimate DC, uh, 
and also he's not in the games anymore as well. But uh, Electro UK. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was, was always fun because we had fun uh, in World of Heroes. He was Deadpool and I was Luke Cage, and they became like unlikely friends, and they worked together as sort of like a small subgroup of the Avengers. Because mm-hmm. there was this arc I had fun. It was him, me. Uh, what was that guy's name? Spider Man Nine by yeah, five, nine, someone. nine times twenty-seven. Nine, yeah. Nine, nine um, times seventeen. Nine times seventeen. Um. The three of us, like, all right, it was like a little, like I said, like it was a subgroup in the Avengers. It was Luke Cage, Deadpool, uh, Johnny Storm, and the Falcon. And, like, the four of them teamed up, and they just went to Washington, D.C. to steal Fonzie's leather jacket from the Smithsonian. (laughs) And just some of the fun with that I had, uh, just reading them, their responses and responding, and it, it was just good fun. And those two guys, I always liked working with them, too, and, uh... I know you mentioned him in your last one, Andy C. as well. Uh, we just got done collaborating with uh, Batman and Joker, and uh, I really like his Joker, and especially having to try to keep pace with him as Batman. And I'm trying to think if there's anybody else whose ass I haven't kissed. Did what I kiss I... yours? Not nearly enough, but we'll, okay. we'll let it slide. Uh, I love you. <laughs> there. What about your uh, 72 Chevy partner? Oh, yeah, Harl. Yeah, yeah. See, this. I mean, we've worked together like a few times. Like we haven't worked together that much, but I, every time I worked with them, like doing the Chevy thing was great. We were both on the same wavelength. I wish we could have done more with that. Um, it, well, actually, one of my favorite uh, story arcs we did together it was. Uh, I don't know if you remember. It was like it was in World of Heroes, right before the Dark Alliance stuff started up. It was. Uh, he was Christmas Allen, and I was Nightwing, or it was Nightwing before he became Nightwing. Yeah. And, like, him, Dick Grayson, when he was still a patrol officer, he was in the RPG, he was still a police officer. He was working with NYPD, and a serial killer popped up. And Christmas Allen and his partner come from New York, I mean from Metropolis to New York, and worked with Dick Grayson to stop a serial killer. And, you know, there wasn't much, in a way, like super heroics in that story. But that was like really my, I think that was really like my first real taste of doing a story without like really involving superheroes. And I enjoyed it a whole lot. And like I said, it's still one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you've also like worked with a lot of, you've worked with, I mean, you've worked with an insane amount of people because mm-hmm. you've played an insane amount of characters. But what are some players that you haven't worked with that you'd like to work with? <sighs> Like, really, the only people I haven't ever really worked with are the folks in the Creative Hero thread. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of them I haven't worked with, but, like, uh, I'd probably say Nightmare Shape. I've all, I think we've, we've worked briefly together on some stuff, but not much. And uh, let's see. Who else is it I haven't really worked with? I don't know. I think that's about it, really. Him and... Uh, oh, uh... What's his name? Another guy from Credit Hero Hound, fifty-five. Yeah. Uh, they're both good writers, and I've never really worked with them. And hopefully, though, Shape and I are working out something. So maybe in the future, we should at least I should at least work with him. So I'll have that okay that down. But really, that's I think pretty much those are like the only two people. Yeah, because you you really got it around like you're I, like that's what I said. I mean, I'm an you're kind of the work. yeah you're kind of the 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 game bicycle 
Everyone's rode you. Uh, hey. and, and everyone's gotten herpes. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with the genital warts, bitches. Yeah. F- but, what about a uh, favorite arc you've taken part in? Or some favorites, at least. I see uh, Dark Alliance. That was great because just it was epic and it. It was the second Dark Alliance, which you said. Yeah, so, yeah, I'd say that second because one of the things that really impressed me about it was that it was the quality in it was. I mean, there were very little downtime. You know, it was the quality was kept all the way through. That's always. I mean, I look back at one of my favorites, just some of my favorite moments. As being both the bad guy and the hero, um, we mentioned it on yours, your uh, the episode with you. But uh, the Zod arc in one universe that was the one where that was my first real experience of a big multi PC story. Yeah, you were Luke Cage and Green Arrow. Mhm. Because I remember I had Luke Cage get his ass beat by Zod, and he countered by throwing a jeep at him. Mhm. Uh, I think Green Arrow had like a a nuclear arrow or something. <laughs> I don't know. It was some, he pulled something out of his butt. Then I mentioned a while ago, but the Harvey Dent, the finale with Harvey Dent. In one universe. In one universe with, yeah, just, that was just great. Cause one of the things I kind of found interesting about that was when you think of like Batman, uh, the Harvey Dent, Two-Face's birth, Batman's always there. Mm-hmm. But in this one, like Ouija he was playing Batman. And in that one, Batman at the time, was stuck in a story with Joker in New York when all this went down. And so he was absent, and I think it made it felt, it gave the story maybe more, let's say, weight or credence or nothing. Maybe. I don't know if that's the word I'd use, but it sort of just, it was just a fabulous story, and it shows that uh, it was a good story because after it was over, I managed to get, like, a year's worth of a story arc out of that one that one arc, you know, later when I did my uh, long Major Crimes Unit storyline, that next season. Mm-hmm. Probably things you want to see. The Ultimate Justice League arcs we've done in Ultimate DC, those have been great. Mm-hmm. The first one, the, the Star one was good, but I like, I think I like the Doctor Destiny one just a little more. It kind of drug, but it's still, I think the end made up for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, what about uh, arcs that you didn't take part in? Like, just where you've been a spectator. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned it last uh, in your episode, but the Ultimate Trinity storyline in the first Ultimate DC. Mm-hmm. The, uh, when they, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman all came together to fight Brainiac. Because mm-hmm. I remember reading that, and I, I enjoyed it a whole lot. I guess, even though I'm technically, I was technically involved in it, like, the fights, the Bane Batman fights that you and Spike did, were pretty epic. Mm, excuse me, and those were some of my favorites. What else? I don't know. See, this I'm trying to think of like a big arc that I didn't take part in, but most of the big arcs, yeah, taken you, part in. Yeah, you, some you're extent. pretty. It's it's hard to know like big arcs that you're not a part of because you can't you're, sleep on the Birdman. Yeah, you're you're like a pretty regular occurrence yeah. in the forums. We can't really escape you. <laughs> no matter no matter how hard and desperately we try, yeah, that 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 uh that ruse you tried to pull, saying, "Oh, sorry, the RPGs moved to another site." <laughs> you tried to you tried to get me to go there, but it didn't work. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it almost worked. It almost worked. So there's something else. Um, oh, uh, the uh, even though like I said it was before my time, the uh, 
fight between Bullseye and Daredevil that you and Sos did. That was great. And I don't know. What I you're mean, saying is I'm your favorite player. I love you. <laughs> I always have. Um, yeah, I think that's that's all I can think of. Like, uh, There's probably more, but I don't yeah. really want to. You know, It would probably take me like a half hour to come up with all of them. But just say that I love each and every one person. Okay, well, but you uh, more, but you more. Uh, uh, yeah, that's. I'm gonna leave that in. In fact, in fact, that's gonna be the whole episode. Uh, just you doing 45 that. Forty-five minutes of "I love you, I love you, I love you." Exactly. What about a game you'd like to create? Like, if you could create, like, just no matter, like, no holds barred, like, no matter whether you not you would think it would work, just um, lay down there. Well, one game I tried to create last year. You remember it was the uh, murder mystery game. Mm-hmm. The uh, Pickett's Ridge was going to be like a small town murder mystery, and I was kind of, I kind of wanted to get that one done, but I, I, I figure even if it did get off the ground, nobody would probably, uh, it probably wouldn't sustain activity long enough to do anything. So, I guess that was a mixed blessing that it didn't get uh, picked up. But um, I'd also like to do a Western RPG just. Not really like Western superheroes, but just a straight-up Western because that's one of the... I love reading Westerns and watching Westerns. That's one of my favorite time periods, and I think there's a lot of mileage out of that. And One idea I had, but I don't think it ever you know, come to fruition, was a war RPG, like a World War II RPG because I love history, and that's one of my favorite time periods to read about. And it'd just be like a RPG where you could... Uh, pick up like historical figures or you can make like your own soldiers and like fight in these famous battles but like the only thing would be you couldn't change history so you couldn't just be Hitler and say hey I'm gonna go swim to England and shoot Churchill in the head <laughs> while I blow him but, uh, that was you took my arc idea I... oh I'm sorry <laughs> but that's something I I mean because I have like just a lot of ideas I could think of just in that story and that just just playing a bunch of like no name characters, mm-hmm. just create these guys. But like I said, these are ideas I don't think we ever see you know come to fruition. But I mean, I'd love to at least get a chance. Like for for that long time, I wanted to make that uh, DC Western RPG, mm-hmm. and it failed pretty much right out of the gate. But at least I got the chance to try, and I won't you know belly ache. Yeah, I still it. I still say that concept holds a lot of weight. Yeah, I mean, like people really enjoyed that Marvel sixteen uh, seventeen no sixteen oh two, and they got a lot of mileage out of that. And yeah, I think that just just you know something like that would be very interesting. I think, but I mean th- that's the thing though with westerns, it's sort of almost in its own little corner. Mm-hmm. People hear westerns that automatically tune out. Yeah. Well, um, and as a, like as a quick follow-up question, like if you could do, if you could only do a superhero-based RPG, huh? what do you think you'd do? Like any comic book, but it it has to be like what we usually do, like superheroes and villains. Uh-huh. I wouldn't mind maybe doing a strictly X-Men RPG. Really? It's been it's been tried before, but I kind of feel like that's one thing like you see in like Marvel RPGs and stuff. 
the X Men are never really a presence. And yeah. I always felt like with like an X Men RPG, like sitting in their own little corner, because it's almost like that in the comic books. You know, they're sitting almost in their own little world away from the rest of the Marvel universe. They they don't they intersect every now and then, but for the most part they're by themselves. Mm-hmm. And I just think that maybe there could be something done with that. Like I said, it was tried before; it didn't fare too good. But I'd be kind of interested to see. And another one is uh, very much like one you suggested, maybe just a mainstream Marvel RPG, mm-hmm. or maybe like not necessarily like Marvel Western, but I was thinking like. Take, I don't really know. See, I've I've only read a few of them, but like maybe like a Marvel noir RPG. Yeah. You take the characters from Marvel, but I don't know if all those characters exist in the same universe in all the Marvel noir one shots or were or they one shots or were they just just like miniseries. Well, they're they're miniseries, but um, I think they are in there. Like I think they are in a shared universe. So. Yeah. So yeah, I I think that could work. Just um, one of those two would be interesting, I think. Okay, well, um, I guess, well, the final question is sort of a new addition uh, that you, you introduced in the last episode with me. What is, like, what are your influences? Well, take us through your process first of, like, what you do when you start writing a post. Alright, well, first I do, first thing I do is I go to Google and I look up uh, fetish porn. <laughs> Usually s and yeah. Sometimes I get into that freaky, uh, that freaky uh, wet work stuff. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But um, the, usually what I do is like I'll see like all right I need to post right here so I'll sit down and I'll start writing. I mean sometimes like so, sometimes like the TV will distract me and I have to turn it off or mute it or something and I don't know just, I don't really have like a set way I do it. <laughs> like. Yeah, I can see. I'm really, I'm really interested, you know, aren't I? <laughs> it's like it's ten thirty, right? Duh. Yeah, and well, ten thirty, but you didn't wake up to like three o'clock in the damn afternoon. Yeah, I, I know, I, I have a problem. Um, um, but yeah, like I don't really have any set way that I do it. I just, I write whenever I can or whenever I feel like it, and usually that's fairly often. And do you but, have any trouble with like writing to uh, music? Or anything? No, no. Like, like sometimes, like I listen to music, but sometimes music doesn't help because once I start writing, I'm more or less tuning out. It's just in the background mm-hmm. because, like, I find that like if I listen to music too hard, I'm not focusing on writing. Yeah. And as far as influences, like, I like, like, I guess it, it's kind of appropriate with the streak I've been on the past few years, but like somebody like Garth Ennis. I like uh, like his work because you know he does he doesn't he does some superhero stuff, but um, it's more grounded in reality sometimes, and that kind of appeals to me. But I don't think I necessarily share like if you ever read the boys, there's a big anti-superhero kind of sentiment in that. But I'm not really I don't necessarily agree with that because I feel like. You know, there's a place for superheroes, and there's a place for, like, realistic stuff. You know, there's a place for all of that. Like I say, he's one of my influences as far as, like, a regular, like, uh, prose writer would be James Elroy. I've 
invoked his name a lot when I did my Enigma stuff and some of my question stuff and even like a I would say maybe Stephen King to a certain extent as far as that goes like with my uh, with like the maybe the writing style not really so much content because he likes to do a lot of um character development like in his narration and stuff so I, I'm always a big fan of that but it, um maybe another comic book writer Ed Brubaker I've always liked his work you know his work in the superhero crime spy genre and yeah. those have always been something I'm interested in but Gotham course, Central Gotham Central yeah I was going to say Greg Rucka his work as well because uh, I've read some of his Checkmate series and I really I want to read the rest of it but I liked it and uh, maybe John uh, Ostrander to a certain extent he's the guy who wrote Suicide Squad yeah, I just like some of his uh, takes on like uh, not necessarily superheroes but supervillains yeah. that he did when he was doing the Suicide Squad. But uh, those are really, I think, those are probably the biggest influences, I guess. Okay, well we've been we've been going on for a while, but uh, any final thoughts? To... Well, there is one more question. Uh, what, uh-huh. What's some of the big stuff that you have? coming up on the pipeline like with your characters uh, i guess let me think uh all right well i'll go in order in ultimate dc uh it's not really gonna kick in until probably halfway in the season but there should be a big uh storyline coming up with the flash involving uh one of his, his foes should uh pop up for the first time mm-hmm. and there's that and suicide squad i've got a Big. I've, I've just got some more stuff playing with them, some steady stuff, and just missions. And hopefully, I'll get some more people involved in PCs because I've been doing a solo art for nearly si- over six months now. And so, hopefully, get some more interaction with that. And then, I guess, in World's Finest, uh, just keep playing Superman. I've got a big, like, overarching story line I want to introduce in the near future and hopefully I can get to that and also in the uh, One Earth I've got some plans with Batman involving the uh, eventual debut of Robin uh, then there's a um, story I want to tell involving the Riddler and I'm actually trying to do a more faithful Riddler take this time and yeah you're fairly unpredictable. Yes. Uh, so, any final thoughts as we part this in-depth look at the bogus Birdman? Yes, just remember this. You've you've gazed into the abyss, but don't forget that the abyss gazes also back into you. <laughs> or however that quote goes. Yeah, I, I, I think you got the gist of it. Yeah, so um, don't, 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 when you stare into my brown eye, don't blink. <laughs> yeah, I've done that many times. It's, it's. I I have to look away. <laughs> yeah, uh, like I said, just be sure to say no to school, drink your drugs, and keep going to milk. <laughs> okay. All right, and that's it for this edition of the episode. Uh, good night. But not good luck. All right. Good night, all. Ultra fast lane while people behind me are
hard time saying how about this heat? I'm an echo. He's the echo. 